Hello and welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus. And I'm Nick. Marcus, did I ask you if you're recording your audio? You are, right? I am. I said it openly. Oh, I wasn't listening because I'm a bad podcast partner because this is a podcast. Now try this. That boy is Marcus. I'm Nick, like we have already said, and we are here to try things. Uh, but today, today we are not trying one of our things. We're not trying one of our favorite things that we're challenging the other one to try like we usually do here. Our road to 100. We're really close to 100 episodes this season. We have put the power in your hands. That's right. Patreon.com slash now try this cast. You guys looked, you guys submitted, you all voted. And today we will be doing Dear Mama, the FX docu-series specifically called Dear Mama, the saga of Afani and Tupac Shakur. Really out of our wheelhouse. We are not experts. I'm going to say that straight up. If we mess up, apologies, but please let us know. We are always trying to learn. But I'm really excited to talk about this. But before we do, Marcus, uh, what did we do last time? Last time we did Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Somebody's got to finish editing that. That's me. Okay. And, <laughs> and that was my challenge to you. And this is the fan challenge. Marcus, are you going to tell me my challenge now or at the end of the podcast? Nick, I forgoed my challenge because I had given you Evil Dead and I messed up because it was no good. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It's just there was so little to say except good premise, bad execution. Good premise, bad execution. It was too violent. I would not. I like I love violence. But it was just like, I, I, for a I've reason. Watched, but yes, before a reason. Or if it's violence for violence sake, I'll, I know going into most movies, that's like, okay, I'm just, I'm watching this because I want to get to peop, watch people like brutally get murdered. So that's, that's why okay. you watch that. Exactly. Or like Terrifier 2 or whatever, like stuff like that. You're like, okay, I know what I'm getting into when I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch it because I want to see that. This, it was like, okay, I'm watching a movie that was released in theaters. It's not going to be that gory. And then I was like, oh. That's weird. I wasn't mentally ready <laughs> for that. My my problem was it just didn't have the hijinks I was expecting to go with the gore. There was like, zero fun. There was a fun moment or two, like a, so one or two maybe you yeah, can yeah. argue, but like just unlikable characters. Good acting mm -hmm. from one person, the main woman. That's it, I would say. I did not like anyone else's performances specifically. But, you know, yeah, I, right. uh, she was Agreed. very scary. She did she a good job being she a scary a mom. Job. She carried a scary mom. You don't see a scary mom a lot, you no. know? Yeah. Being a mom still, right? That's that's pretty scary. But it just it just lacked the love and the fun that he more Dead recently. Does, you've been seeing scary mom. I feel what like as more women directors come into movies, you see like scary mom or like the fears of being a woman and that kind of get that kind of horror. Like the controlling sure. mom is like scary mm. mom. What was that movie? There's a Munchausen by proxy movie Psycho. that was there. There was like <laughs> Psycho's not about the mom. Psycho is about a guy I with know, mommy know, issues. Well, it's very much also about that. But yes, I hear you. But no, I agree with you. I mean, a Bar Barbarian was recent, and but that was by man. But I understand that that played with the um, yeah womanhood and motherhood in a very Hatchling. specific way. 
I did not see Hatchling. I didn't see it either, but I know it's about I'm sure birthing a giant egg monster. But anyway, we did not feel like it was worth a whole conversation because we just finished it. Mm-hmm. The conversation we would have had. And, you know, we don't really like to just shit on things. We like to shit on things when one person loves it so the other person can shit on it. Yeah, the thing, but if we both no didn't feels really bad. like it it's, or both thought it was that's, mid, that's, then... a, that's a pile on. That's not yeah, fair. Yeah, it's not worth it. That's not fair. You know, even though we are very much punching up. I mean, who are we? So, Nick it's i'll well, pass the challenge on to you if you want it no 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 marcus you get a pass if you have something to challenge you very much can still challenge me uh, like that's okay i kind of you technically didn't get one i kind of just want to talk about across the spider-verse if you're feeling that for next movie yeah for the next one honestly I, loved it. I would love the excuse to go watch it again and i will Okay, great. I will actively go. <laughs> I have an AMC sub, uh, subscription. I will go Unless, watch is it Is there again. something more important coming out? Is there like the Barbie movie? When's that come out? You know what? I, and I don't know. It, it can be my challenge. It can be not my challenge. I, I take back what I said. When the Flash comes out, we need to talk about it. Okay. It's my favorite thing. It is your I favorite need, thing. But I don't we need to have a conversation about it. That's, oh, wow. That's this weekend. The Flash? So maybe at the end of the month. So, yeah. So maybe so we'll do, we just do the Flash the Spider-Verse. No, no, no. We can do Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. Unless you don't want to and you want to script straight to the Flash to be more timely for nobody. That's also okay. More timely for nobody is so realistically put that you're right. Let's just do across the spider first and then let's do the Flash. Okay. <laughs> Who are Love we it. being timely for? Barbie's in July, by the way, 21st. Okay, cool. cool, cool. Uh, but just as we're talking about it, what an interesting summer. We got Haunted Mansion. I'm going to watch it at home later, but I'm interested yeah. to see what it looks like. Barbie, very excited. The new Mission Impossible, which they broke up into two parts. I'm very excited about that. I saw a trailer for this Teenage Kraken movie. Looks good to me. I kind of liked it. <laughs> Teenage Kraken? Uh, I haven't seen any of that stuff. You didn't see the trailer during the Spider-Verse? So basically, no. there are these Kraken people, Atlantis people, and one of them is basically blessed and can turn into a giant kraken like a superhero but she's like a teenager so it's all awkward and the evil people in it are the mermaids so it's pretty much dreamworks saying fuck you to disney (laughs) and making the mermaids the bad guys i like that it it looks cute it looks cute and then elemental looks good Oppenheimer looks good i'm super curious about indiana jones I don't think it's going to be good. I want to see Asteroid but City. I'm curious. Asteroid City looks fun. Uh, Wes, Wes Anderson in, in top form, it looks like. New Insidious movie. I'd watch that. Yes, New Insidious movie. But Joyride. I'm also very excited to... Joyride looks fun. I'm very excited to watch Spider-Verse in an IMAX or Dolby. That is how I'm going to rewatch it because I did not. I watched it at a shitty theater with shitty seats. Mm. I'm going to go watch it in a Dolby or an IMAX because okay. uh, that's how I would like to watch this movie again. Okay. So Ninja next Turtles. Week we'll do. Oh, Ninja Turtles. I'm excited for that. Looks fun. It might stink, but it could be fire. Yeah. The last Ninja Turtles I movie love... was really good. The Netflix straight to Netflix, like, and it was like, they had an animated series of Netflix Ninja Turtles. And then they had made a movie to kind of like wrap up the whole thing. And I just watched the movie. I didn't even watch the series. And I really liked that movie. I thought it was cool. The Rise of the Teenage Mutant? No, that's the new Ninja one. Turtles? No. Oh, wait, is it not? This is the one, one with the beefy Raphael. Yes, that one. Is that Rise? It was of? good. It was, the movie was yeah. great. I was like, holy shit, this is oh. I need to watch this cartoon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I uh I just don't think we're the audience anymore. But this next one looks like it was made so we could be the audience. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. in that sensibility. Yeah. And it did this Spider-Verse thing, but it looks like the old tmnt comics a little bit yeah like the grittiness the shading and everything 
I'm excited. It looks great. I'm people, excited for it too. People shit on Seth Rogen, but uh, Seth I'm a fan, Rogen so. basically said that his approach is that we've never seen them be teens, and he wants them to be teens, which is like kind of true because it's teenage superheroes, yeah, yeah, or teenage superheroes. Mm-hmm. And I think does Blue Beetle come out this? Uh, yeah, this that's another good one, I'm dude. I'm. About s- them. I don't know if everyone's excited. I'm stoked. I think I'm it excited. looks so slick yeah. and good. And like, even if the movie is just a normal superhero movie and it's just doing normal superhero movie things, I, I, the lead is from Cobra Kai. Love that kid. Want the best for that kid. Love that we're getting a, a superhero named Jaime and he's Mexican-American and all that stuff. But it also, on top of all that, I just think the suit looks slick. Like, it looks good to me yeah like it looks really top-notch and i'm super surprised because like if you look at the small bill blue beetle or like some of the other adaptations of blue beetle they have not looked good they do not look great but this looks good i like it great i'm excited for it that's a rundown of the summer uh we will do across the spider-verse next week and the week after that in rare form we're saying what we're gonna do we're gonna do the flash because i'm pretty sure it's gonna be a hot ass mess and i'm excited to talk about it it's pretty good the reviews are too good that it seems suspicious i agree Mm -hmm. (laughs) i agree no movie how i'm so mad they they made a situation with a movie that i can't root for because it's so problematic they can't have the lead do press as a fan whatever you feel of anything i think everyone has empathy for you it's so it's so frustrating the fact that I'm not like opening night, putting on my flash costume, ready to go, which should be the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been waiting for years. I'm so sad. Literally your favorite superhero and you can't be hyped for it because of everything going on around it. But I think the action's going to look OK. I'm excited about my Keaton. Everyone says Supergirl has been bomb and literally no one has mentioned the flash and any of the little things I've seen. So that's just where we're at. You know, there was like, oh, my kid's so cool. Supergirl. Henry Campbell said yeah. she's so good. Mm hmm okay great cool awesome cool cool cool. this movie's called supergirl and batman well they changed the name the five times and now it's the flash worlds collide you know that's stupid it's just been flashpoint honestly i'm kind of glad they didn't because now they can save it even though they're kind of using the story the actual flashpoint story is so brokenly cool in concept yeah the execution if we read the comics was good not great but good it was good but the idea the idea of it is mm-hmm. like killer. Yeah. You know what my problem was? And now I'm just getting really in the weeds. My only problem with Flashpoint is the intention when they did it was to be like Age of Apocalypse, where they stopped the titles for like two or three, four months, made them Flashpoint titles, and then went back to it after everything got changed. Mm, oh, yeah. And I just I like think that. that's just such a big commitment yeah. to your shtick. And they backpedaled really quick and had all the titles not affected at all and just had a lot of miniseries. And that's fine. It's just not as good. And yeah. you don't have your top writers who are writing Batman write the Flashpoint Batman, right? Like, it's just there's like yeah. so many little reasons why it didn't quite stick the landing. But, you know, uh, that's enough talk about comics because we're going to talk so much more about uh, in comics the next, next two week weeks and the week after work, the week after Marcus, anything you'd like to tell me you've tried before we get into Have Dear I Mama? tried something new? I Nick, you know, I'm still on the board game design grind. I've just been working on board game designing. I've come up with like yeah. six concepts. I have Jesus. I've play tested two, and they're pretty good. You've got me thinking about making a board game. You've been talking about. You can about do it. So I'll much. do it. I'll do it with you. I'll do it with you. <laughs> but anyway, did you try any of these new things? Has have you found any success? Are you excited about Yeah, I play tested the second one and we had a great time and and i was surprised i feel like the 
it's it's so funny because whenever I do one, it's like I, I keep saying this. If it went badly, I would be happier. But because it went well, now it's like, oh, shit, this could be like a real thing. So now I have to work on it. And I have to keep playtesting it and growing it and thinking about it, which I, I am enjoying. But it feels like failure is easier to accept than success for me. Wow. Please tell me you talked about that to your therapist. There is so <laughs> much. There is so much. Like, I feel similarly a little bit sometimes, but not yeah. to the extent that you just uh, verbalized it. And that mm -hmm. is, I would love to find out where that comes from. Because you're not lazy. No, you I, are I, not I a lazy person. Yeah, you're, but failure you're actively means the opposite. It's like, I know what to do. Success means <laughs> I am good enough, and that's not okay. That's scary. That's scary. <laughs> that's super scary. Mm -hmm. I had a good idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get that. I would say what I've been trying new, but I, you know, You've I have sick. just been. <laughs> I was sick for the 102 fever for a, a week. A whole ass week. That's fried brain cells I, at that point. Well, it wasn't quite 100 to the whole time. It started off a little bit and then it broke down to right under 100. Mm -hmm. So I like went out and did some lessons because I thought I was okay. And then I came back and I was just dead for four more oh. days oh, or five no. more days. And then it got to 103 and I was like, do I got to go to the hospital? And then it went right back down to 102. Okay. And I was That's like, good. okay, okay. So. That's good. But I kept checking every hour. It's like, yeah, am I yeah. going to die? Because <laughs> 103, you go to the hospital because brain cells might exactly. die. Yeah. And that's Wait, very was it? You were just sick? You were just sick? I was just sick again. I think <sighs> it was just the flu again. Marcus, we are here today to talk about Dear Mama, the saga of Afani, Fanny, and Tupac Shakur. This was given us to by Fear God of Death. Voted on by you guys. I swear to God to you. I texted Fear God of Death. And I was like, no, you're an idiot. No way in hell. Dear Mama is going to win the poll. <laughs> I know you love Tupac. Yeah. I know I love Tupac. No one else gives a shit. I was wrong. Yeah. It, won. It, yeah. It, it plainly won. We did not mess with the votes. It just won. And I was guys, very surprised. Join our Patreon so we can text and harass you and bully you and let you know that your things are not going to win. And then you can prove us wrong. <laughs> I would love that. I would love to tell you I don't how, know how wrong I won. you are. And then Based on the people, I, I, well, I guess I don't know all of our patrons personally, but I know a good chunk of them personally. I don't know how this won. I'm surprised. I'm also surprised. But honestly, really glad it did because I've been meaning to watch this and to talk about our history, I am actually a pretty big Tupac fan. Uh, I, I looked around because my Funko, but my Funko is up there. It's a little far. But I, growing up, did not know music. And we've talked about it before. I'm not a big music guy just because my mom didn't listen to music. Mm -hmm. My grandma didn't listen. Like, I, I didn't get that. My dad listened to the Eagles or my mom loved the Beatles. So I don't have that. So I listened to I fall in love with Britney Spears growing up. But then I had a friend named Joseph who was obsessed with Tupac and would burn me CD copies of all the CDs. Oh, he bought. Nice. And I became obsessed. I listened to, you know, on repeat, multiple albums of his all the time. I know all the words to some of these songs. I'll sing one or two of them in karaoke sometimes. Wow. It's not. And on top of just being great music and me loving it, Tupac, the person I've always just found fascinating and interesting and while this documentary told me some stuff that i already knew i was really excited to watch it because anytime you can revisit a figure that means a lot to you that you don't know everything about in a new light i always think it's really cool and really interesting you know what i mean 
Um, but what about you? Uh, you grew up in the Bronx, so Look, I don't even know if you. I grew up. You're in on the, the wrong side in the Bronx, and yeah. that is not where Tupac is popular. I no. mean, he, look, he's popular yeah. everywhere. Ray's Tupac is popular, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there was a big East Coast West Coast beef, and Tupac was on the West Coast. So I feel like yeah. there was a lot of like negative perceptions. When I was growing up in the projects, like about Tupac, yeah, fuck but that respect. guy. Well, Biggie's the Biggie's yeah, where is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of stuff. Tupac's um, a punk. So I never <laughs> super like, got into Tupac until I mean, I never got into Tupac. Period. But like, I learned more about him in college when I became friends with you, and you, and you were really into Tupac. And then I feel like, oh yeah, I would just it put it on the radio yeah. or the things a little bit, and yeah. you're like, this is a jam. This, this is, is the punk. most Tupac then, I've ever listened to sure and i'm sure i mean i always really love his storytelling really deep stuff so i'm sure you're like oh wow this is yeah like yeah deep. yeah no it's it's um, incredible i feel like too rap and hip-hop at the time it was evolving right like it was a lot of it was about like yeah. what i mean you had rappers delight that was like a hip a hop a hip a hip a hip a hop and you don't yeah. stop the boogie in the bang yeah. yeah you had that kind of stuff and it was like cool fun good stuff you know and then slowly there was like this this offshoot of like gangster rap there was like okay more and more people are like okay cool it's fun like rap isn't the mainstream rap's being played on the radio let's use this to tell our story right and that was happening with the nwa exactly nas Mm jay-z tupac snoop that was like the era of it starting to change from that I put on the hat and I put on the fat. I went to the street and I bought some milk. I walked upstairs and I pet my cat. And really funny because I don't I, I'm really curious about what you because you probably didn't know some of the stuff. I've watched lots of documentaries before, but like Tupac got his start on uh, the Digital Underground, which is one of those rap groups where mm-hmm. in Tupac's words, they made party rap music, you know, party rap. Yep, that's what that's like. That's the vibe. And that's and he was their roadie and their backup dancer. And that's how it got started. So please walk me through like I will to get into all of it, but I would love to hear what you thought what you saw when it started and it was talking about tupac like at the beginning and like i don't know if you knew any of this stuff about him and how he started and yeah i feel like like, that he started as a poet and like all this shit you know i can't start without already complaining about that documentary itself so tupac is like i love i watched a lot i've watched a lot of documentaries i love watching documentaries because i love learning I'm the kind of person who will put on a three hour long video essay about something and just let it ride the whole time while I'm getting work done. That's that's the kind of thing that that I love. So I feel like with with the documentary, it feels like there's usually a narrative that's being strung together. And I feel like with this documentary, I feel like they were trying to do that. But it didn't feel like it was as cohesive as most documentaries I've seen are, if I'm like comparing it. Because it felt like we're trying to tell the story of Tupac's mom and we're trying Mm. to tell the story of Tupac. Yeah. And they're not like necessarily weaving a connection between them other than that the fact that they are mother and son. They tried. They tried. They tried. It did not land a lot of it. There's a point or two. It was like, oh, that's oh, interesting parallel. But mostly. Exactly. Yeah. So they're like drawing parallels, but it's not strong parallels. I agree with you. I was so surprised with how much of Fanny Shakur, a Fanny Shakur was in this documentary Mm -hmm. in terms of narrative and how 
I don't think it's a negative. It, every time we went there, I was super interesting and I was excited yes. to learn. Yes. But, but I think there was something. I feel like something was lost because they made that choice to rely so heavily on that connection because, and I know the documentary is not about that. It's just, I'm, and I'm sure you were feeling it too, where mm -hmm. there were so many moments where you're like, I want to know more about when Tupac made that song. I exactly, want to know yeah. more about when he appeared in that movie or was yeah. on that TV. Like a lot of these like big temple moments to like really try to get into who he was and how he became the way he became. Because that's what the movie was about, right? How yeah. Tupac became Tupac. It was through his mother, but it was also because of Tupac. And they were like, I actually thought very oddly that the documentary could have been longer. Like that's yeah, kind of my complaint. Agreed. Where Agreed. I wanted more of those little moments of I, Tupac's actual life. And, you know, every time they cut to Tupac in an interview mm -hmm. or him speaking, it was just so powerful and interesting. I agree. And, like, and I, I wanted way more of it. We spent a little too much time with a narration about the Black Panthers in the past. Yep. And I think there's room for it. I think it was super crucial with the story they were telling, right? Yeah. But I agree with you. The the narrative structure of the fit, the documentary left you wanting yeah in a way that wasn't great and i agree with you too i feel like your point about it you wanting it to be longer i was thinking that like oh i would have loved two documentaries one about tupac's mom one about tupac yeah. but in the same style maybe surround around the black panther or around how they help black communities mm -hmm. something like you can connect them but they're two separate things two separate miniseries i don't yeah. know but i was like i want to see a lot more tupac and I also wouldn't mind seeing a lot more about Tupac's mom. Like, that's fine. That was a good, yeah. like, that was good and informative. And I liked watching it. But together in the one documentary, it just felt forced. Every time they went back and forth, I was like, oh, I was just getting into the, okay. Cool. Yep. Oh, exactly. I was just, oh, okay, cool. You're yep. right. Yeah, yeah. Because, because the truth is, God, like, all that being said, like, I agree with you. And I obviously, I just said all this stuff. How fascinating talking about tupac from the lens of a child of a mother who was in the black panther party as an yeah. activist right like that scope that point of view was something i've always i've always known but i found out so much more about his mom in this documentary and i found out so much i knew a lot of the black panther stuff mm -hmm. through watching judas and the black messiah and watching uh, one night in miami and those mm -hmm. are just those a couple movies that i've watched really recently but I've, I've always known some of the stuff about the infiltration of the FBI. Yeah, yeah. And how all these things. But I've never thought about it or saw it portrayed in a way how, how it had a direct effect on the etymology of someone like as a figure like Tupac. That's or, great. Or anyone like that. Yeah. And that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because that's what like um the what is the 1819 project or no, the ninth the 1619 project right yeah i think it was the 1619 project was this book of collection of essays to talk about how america is the way america is because of slavery and how mm. all of those things still affect everything yeah and like just to give one random example the reason that there aren't a lot of black people that own homes is because of laws that happened in the 60s when people coming back from like Vietnam and in the 50s and 40s when people coming back from war and like I don't know mm -hmm. the history too well but like the fact of the matter is there are all these little things again and again in history that you can point to that affect us now affect yes. the fact that most yes. inmates are black or people of color the fact that you know most low income houses are people of color like those aren't because people of color are poor 
It's because people made people of color poor. Yeah. Because they used to be owned. Yep. And like that etymology has been something that's really been looked at, I think, in media Mm -hmm. and our lens of trying to figure out, especially with the BLM movement happening recently. I never thought about it in terms of like a specific anecdotal story of someone Mm -hmm. who I idolize and know a lot about. And I really appreciated that. I really liked that. I feel like that's why it's so important. Like we have so many people talking about like this whole thing about not wanting to teach critical race theory, not wanting to teach all this stuff in school. And like, it's so silly because it's like, how are you going to learn and see the connections if you're not looking at history as a whole? Right. You can see the through line from slavery to today of how that's impacted the black community. You can see the through line of our treatment of like women's rights and women and and all the stuff. And you see like how that's impacted things today, where our current belief systems even come from and why we still hold them today. Like stuff like that. Like you see that all if you look at history, if you just study history. Yeah. And when you don't, you get people. I just saw Jon Stewart tapple, tackle this subject, I think, last year on his Apple TV show. And he had I, I might have even shared the clip with you. He had uh, basically a roundtable and one of the guys was racist. But in the way where he's like, I'm just trying to make sure that white people aren't victimized for being white. Like he was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was trying to say, I think his main point he was trying to say was. Black people are worse off because they don't have fathers in the home. Like that was his like true north of what he was trying to say and how that is something we need to fix. Mm-hmm. And John Stewart kept going back. Yeah, but why is it that way now? How did we get there? Yeah. Why are a lot of black fathers in jail? Why did we get to this point? How did we? And he was like denying and denying the history. He's like, no, no, no. We have to fix the things yeah. now. And John was like, you're in. And eventually he was just like, I'm so sorry, you're so racist, but it, you have to look at where how we got here. And this movie, uh, this documentary has been one of the, the best examples of um, showing how that happened with a premier figure in the black community as of mm-hmm. now, as we know. And that, and that was really cool. Yeah, no, I, I love seeing the history of the Black Panthers, learning more about that because I learned about them in history yeah. class. I feel like. I I got history. You learned about them in history class? Yeah. I mean, I took history I in New York City. Like you, I, I was growing up in the Bronx. Oh, like we learned oh, about sure, civil rights sure. movement. Like majority of what we learned about, I felt like was civil rights movements and stuff That's like that. That's actually really cool. Which was like really nice. It was really good. And then later as an adult, I learned that like not everyone's getting that kind of. Uh, I did uh, learn. I had to go school. seek it out. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. crazy. No, yeah. they were they were t- you know very cr- focused on that stuff. And I was like, that's great. That's what I want to learn about. I want to learn about like what happened, how we got here, why the, the movements that people yeah. fought for, why people were fighting. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I feel like I, I grew up in a household that was pretty open minded, but we're not like um, very educated on things like this. So I had to seek these things out. I feel like my first exposure, honestly, to the realm of civil rights and uh, the issue of racism and blackness in America were the tv movies about like brown versus board and those uh, apart you remember those like yeah, tv yeah, movies yeah, 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 yeah. i think those are my first expo <laughs> and, and there was an mlk one those yeah, those yeah, are yeah. my first like exposures That's to like hilarious whoa look at that you know like because yeah. i faced racism all my life but of course growing up i didn't know what to call it i didn't know where it was coming from i didn't understand it you know yeah but 
that's so funny that i remember now that as we're talking about that was my exposure that was my first like watching like i i very plainly remember in that brown mm-hmm. versus board movie about the first black girl who went to a a non-segregated school where she wouldn't eat the food she would only eat potato chips because they're sealed and she knew no one would tampered with them because she was terrified yeah yeah, yeah. and i just i remember that so vividly and that being my aha moment as a kid like oh wow people suck you know it's how interesting i also felt like this is gonna sound silly but when watching the documentary i was learning so much about tupac and i was like man like he also was born in he was like harlem talked about the bronx a little bit like he was born in yeah he spent a lot of time in new york growing up yeah he just moved around a lot and i was like wow i feel like i have like i was like wow me and tupac have something something in common 100 percent, which is very silly to think about it's, but it's, it's funny it's not it's not silly at all i think you're literally speaking on the fact of why tupac has became tupac and why mm-hmm. he is yeah. such a figure in music and in rap in the black community you know and so uh, just to get it out of the way the thing that i had to keep reminding myself the whole time when anytime i'm thinking about tupac this dude was 25 when he died. That was crazy. I, th- I didn't know how old he was when he died. So when they're I knew the that, but you forget like, because he's 25. He, I was because like, he looks like a grown ass man. Yeah, he looks like a grown ass man. Yes, by yeah. the end of his life, and you but know, he was a child. You always think of that. You think of that Alexander Hamilton Hamilton song where it's like, man, my dude was nonstop, and he's always writing like he's running out of time. Mm-hmm. And like, here's a great example of another artist who knew he was running out of time and wrote like it. I think yeah. the documentary said 10 more albums came out after he died. And I bought and well, I ripped from Joseph and then later bought a lot of them. His post humorous humus post humorous, whatever. After he died albums, there's a lot of brand new stuff that they mixed and yeah. released. And he just it's crazy. 25. And like and the he didn't start super, super early. He's he graduated high school. And then he started touring with Digital Underground, and mm-hmm. he didn't start releasing his own stuff till nineteen or twenty, so maybe not, maybe nineteen. So six years. He know, did everything he did in six years. That's the huge that's impact nothing. he's had in six years was wild. That's wild. Yeah, how he got there, and you know, I think I, the something I really appreciate about Tupac because it's really easy to get caught up in the saintly parts of Tupac about how he was a poet growing up mm-hmm. and how he is mm-hmm. trained and how he was such a good actor and how he, you know, was so verbose in his learnedness and in the and in, in, in his opinions and in his his activism and in his thoughts. It's so easy to put him up on a pedestal, right? Yeah. But the movie did do a good job be like, Tupac fucked up. Tupac really got caught up and he did. That sucked. It was and sad. He knew it, and the people around him knew it, and he didn't have a chance to bounce back from it. It's sad to watch because in the documentary, too, like I don't know a lot about Tupac, so I'm watching this, and you see this like young, hopeful guy. He's like, oh hey, I like the clips when he was Black 17. Panther. He's, you know, he just like knows a lot of, he's worldly. He knows a lot about shit. He sees the problems in the world, and he's like, here's what I want to yeah. do to fix them. He's like writing poetry. He's just like, it's just like you see this kid and you're like, oh, he's just a kid who like has. He's that, it. Yeah, he he he's just a really smart kid who's going to have a bright future ahead of him. And then, you know, that he yeah. dies and he gets shot later, which is just yeah. like it's so sad to watch that 
happen and see him grow and see him get more involved with like and see the him rap fail. music and sort of like dive more get and more up. into this like persona and how that like he was struggling with like whether or not that was really who yeah. he was and that was all kind of like sad to watch it was very sad it's it's a very sad story i mean i think snoop was the one who in the very end was uh talking in the movie in the documentary was talking about was like you're not a real man till you're 27 yeah is what people say and he wasn't even there and snoop and, and a couple people said like he was on his way to get out of it he was the one saying i'm gonna get out of death row records i'm gonna squash this beef with the east side this should end this is stupid let's get back to protecting our women and protecting Mm -hmm. our kids and he was like snoop painted the picture of like if my dude had more time he was turning the corner and like that to me is like the set because like i will be one of those people that will defend tupac a lot because i was like no he's like a fucking artist you really need to look at his stuff and understand why and where and how but i'm not gonna lie especially at the end there like you know when he released holler if you hear me and he completely destroyed puff daddy and biggie and like Mm -hmm. really instigated the stuff and was at death row and like making these records that were like at the beginning of his career it's like i don't make gangster rap and then by the end it's like that's clearly gangster rap you know what i mean where it's like it's it's all part of it all which is important but like you're rooting for him so much Mm -hmm. to like to go to all those moments he speaks like when he was on that talk show and he was talking about like you know the 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 black experience and like how we got here and how we have to and how all these kids are now you know parentless and now they're all our kids and like we have to take care of all of them and like when he's speaking at these black panther rallies and saying you're not doing enough we need to do more it's like a shame like i think he would have i i think we never know but i think he would have been so important in like politics and the world and the movement and like something that I um speak on a little bit uh, I had before is in in the BLM movement you know I, I stand by the movement but I I I fear that without anyone to spearhead it we've lost focus of what we're fighting for anymore and I think Tupac would have been one of those figures he yeah. would have been he could have been an MLK or a Malcolm X in how he spoke and what he was saying and and his you know, reach too. Th- and his reach and his reach his reach right yeah but we never got there yeah no i i don't think he would have been the kind of person to stand by and not talk on a lot of what's yeah. going on which is weird because i feel like celebrities have so much power and they never like you you rare not never because they donate and they do their own thing but like i feel like you rarely ever see Some them like try. fighting and standing out and like actually being like using their momentum to talk but a lot of times you do too it's it's give or take but percentage wise the amount of celebrities there are versus how many of them actually go out and do things to change the world is like small like rachel bloom we can blame them but yeah like rachel bloom was on the the at the writer's strike like helping striking and motivating people like that's cool that's awesome stuff like that yeah i agree it's always such a funny line of like celebrity where it's like if you you could see it in the documentary some of his publicist people were saying were like stop talking (laughs) stop talking and they like could no one can get him to stop talking um which was like a gift and a curse right yeah Uh, i also feel like what did you think of that sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say i also feel like the like i don't necessarily want to say that like him transitioning into gangster rap was a bad thing it like in the beginning no. you could see clearly like he was just taking his poetry and rapping it out loud and like transition and that's kind of like his his first early like things were like so deeply personal because it was like oh it's like 
very deeply personal thing i'm turning into a rap you know about yeah. like what it is to be like a, a young black man in america and stuff and then later on i feel like honestly he just had a lot of anger and it yeah i feel like it was kind of like directed in in the wrong place but i do feel well, like you know what i really appreciate expressing the anger that he had yeah it time. showed us where the anger came from right mm-hmm. that's the one of the newer things that i really liked about the documentary his anger started because you got to remember he was never arrested before he released music it yep. was when he released music talking about police brutality he got fucked up and the documentary was like the, from the first time he got messed up by the police he wasn't the same no he had a, sh- a chip on his shoulder as yeah. he should have because he got his ass whipped by the police no. and then with the the uh sexual assault charge and him having to go to jail for a year it showed where the anger came from and mm-hmm. it was so warranted right it was yeah. like i i do not blame the man for any of the almost uh, you know sometimes i was like chill out dude but like <laughs> so, but most of it i'm like i get it i get where the vitriol and the spewing mm-hmm. comes from because like they are out to get him and, yeah. and that was where the parallels were good because they were out to get the black panthers they did stuff specifically and then it showed like george bush senior and De- uh, quaid or whatever that politician mm-hmm. and like all these politicians specifically talking about him and it's like i get it yeah you know how do you fight against everyone you fight yeah right yeah you I fight when when you feel like the world is against you, you have nowhere to go like what else you're going to do but get angry at the injustice that you're facing yeah. so it makes sense especially since like yeah he had a huge target on his back right like you had the black lives matter yeah. connection i mean the black lives, the black panther connection mm-hmm. where like people were just you know they were hunted the fbi infiltrated them they like I mean, fucking during the Reagan era, just like the FBI distributing crack in, in poor yeah. communities, like just yeah. all this stuff. Sch- scheduling crack as a schedule, uh, whatever drug, as opposed to cocaine, mm-hmm. a schedule, whatever drug, mm-hmm. just because it's the white people drug and the black people. Exactly. Drug, right. Yeah. Like it's it's all, all this, there. All this stuff that is documented and the government has admitted to now. <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's uh, it's just like this insane stuff specifically targeting the black communities. And I did like the connection of showing like, this is what this, these, these two people, Tupac and his mom have specifically faced, have to put up with this distrust, this like yeah. fighting against the government, specifically being targeted, feeling like they have a target on their back because like how many members of the Black Panthers were like sought after, arrested, killed, like just because they were fighting for uh, the rights of Black Americans. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it, I and I, what I really appreciated was I didn't know how much I knew his mom was Black Panther, but I didn't know to the level of what she was with the organization. She was like paramount and crucial. Yeah. And like was the lawyer for that big arrest that happened and like all those things. It was really eye opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every time she spoke, I was like, wow, I like see it. I see where Tupac got it from. I see, you know, where he uh, learned these things. Yeah, I feel like. And that was really cool. I feel like this is. I always, I'm always going to bring it back to anime. This feels, and, and I don't know how you feel <laughs> the about Tupac it. The Tupac documentary? Dude, every episode. I can Are you about to, to compare anime. Tupac to Naruto? I feel right like, now? no, I'm, it's, is it <laughs> okay. like Naruto? No. It's, <laughs> the documentary itself feels like the recent uh, adaptation of Berserk, where like people, I feel like liked it. The people who liked it liked it because of the content and the content was good and interesting. 
but the format and the package wasn't necessarily like the right thing for that content. Oh, sure. Sure. sure you know sure. what I mean? So I feel like yeah, it's the yeah, same yeah. thing where it's like, yes, Tupac is kind of inherently interesting to watch. And even like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say necessarily that this is the worst made documentary, but like even like a, a lesser quality documentary is still interesting because it's about Tupac. Same thing about his mom. It's like the, the the meat of it is interesting, but I feel like the way it was distributed might have not been the best package for it. I agree with you, but it also it's also still worth watching, though, because this documentary has footage that's never been released. Mm, and okay. some of these interviews have been way more sincere than I've seen. You know, like they yeah, really true. had his aunt like her. his aunt was like spitting truth, yeah. you know, about in some of her moments and like that only exists because of the documentary right i yes but i i but like it's it's i'm just saying what you said again the the stuff is good it's just the packaging is not yeah and right. I, honestly look i this is i i'm going back and forth yeah i want to be able to critique the documentary but i don't want that like if the person making the documentary were to watch this i don't want them to think that they necessarily did a bad job there's a documentary that like didn't it win well, a i think it's okay if you i think it's okay if you do that because the dude's apparently pretty easy to beat up so you can Tupac beat him up. <laughs> oh, okay. I missed that part. <laughs> the he was one of the brothers. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. Funny. He was. He made menace to society. Is the guy who made this documentary, and he literally had to talk about how he got beat <laughs> he up got, by Pac. He got, he got jumped by. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, by Pac. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. It's very funny. <laughs> it's very. funny. I love that. I and I, I don't think the hues are going to personally be offended if you didn't okay like perfect packaging of this movie i think it's but okay. i i just feel like it could have been uh directed a little bit better maybe there was like restrictions from hulu but i feel like the connections weren't as strong oh, as sure. i would have liked but yeah. also that being said i think it's look, also it didn't want to rehash things that have already been hashed i think yes is the thing, you that's know? true but, but you've never watched those rehash things when you make things so, like this you have to assume that people like don't no, know nothing. everything going into it right yeah agreed Agreed, agreed. I like think if so. I'm watching this just because I want to learn something about Tupac, I should be able to like learn everything here or at agreed. least reference other sources. Be like, hey, if you want to know more about this, like maybe it's just because I'm used to watching yeah. three hour video essays that then go into like, <laughs> hey, if you want oh, to know more, this go to this person's essay. channel. Yeah. I th you know what? That really what is video essays are just the better form to do this. That's all I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. For something agree. about you know what? It, you know why? Because. I think documentaries are scared to have a narrator, a narrator and a point of view and a video mm. essay is a narrator and a point of view. Yeah. It's like, this is my point of view. That's, that's the video. Essay. That's what it felt like. And sometimes too. that's just a better story. Most documentaries yeah. do have a point of view. They are trying to I feel like most documentaries are trying to persuade you, even though they necessarily shouldn't be doing that. They're trying to, like, push you towards an opinion or viewing something in a certain way. It's it's almost yeah. impossible not to do that. But it feels like this documentary was so scared to do that, that it ended up just not really like having a take. I agree with you. Question. Did you see? Have you seen Juice? No, I haven't. Ooh, have you seen I it? I should challenge you to watch Juice. Yes. Is it, it is a great movie. I did want to watch it. After Listen, watching I haven't watched it for 10 or 15 years. I haven't watched it for 10 or 15 years. But I remember when Joseph brought it over and we watched it. I was blown away by like how it just how it how right it was for like four black kids growing up and what they were going through. Right. Like it just like, that's what the story is basically, you know, them fucking around and, you know, and it's now this story has been 
done a lot and you know but like tupac was a powerhouse i think mm-hmm. i just watched a clip on youtube where somebody asked um i think it was one of the brothers who you know who directed this documentary and he said somebody asked him what tupac would be doing now and he would be like he said an academy award-winning actor 100 i have no doubt mm-hmm. in my mind you know yeah and he and i remember him being really great in juice you know yeah. i'm sure you can just guess by watching the documentary i think he'd be a really good actor yeah and based on the is. couple of clips he i saw was. of him i was like oh shit he's like a good actor and he even said he's like towards the end documentary he's like i want to move on i want to be done with this i want out of rap i want to like just focus on at least and maybe even like direct it yeah yeah Yeah. i think it's it's such a shame it's so crazy where we ended up but you know it is where we ended up um uh shoot i lost my train of thought i had a question and i lost it please go on oh no um so i feel like i learned a lot i I it's kind of hard for me not to harp on the fact that I do want two separate documentaries because I feel like I want to know more about both of these things. You want to know more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to know more about both of these things, but that's not necessarily how documentaries work. It's not like, oh, this did really well. Let's do a sequel documentary, you know? No, you just have to go watch a different Tupac documentary. Yeah, but now I got to go watch another three hour video essay on Tupac somewhere. Honestly, that sounds great. I'd watch it. I'm going to look for one. (laughs) Gosh, I just you know what? I just really love those because it just reaffirms the good guy image and not a good guy, but like a good person image in my head of Tupac and things like that. Yeah, this movie where he was on that um, that clip when he was he was on a white talk show with white people and a cop. Not a lot of people would put themselves in that situation. Also, honestly, I would say most rappers wouldn't. Yeah, he was too famous for that. Oh, yeah. He did not need to do that. He did that because of the activist in him. Mm-hmm. And he was like and he was so good at sparring with these people. They're like, this music tells beat up cops. And they're like, I've never once said that. You yeah. listen to the music. I'm talking about the police brutality happening to our people. And it was just like when you listen to his lyrics, it's just still so timely. Like mm-hmm. I was struck when he said when he got beat up the cops, they were holding his neck and he couldn't breathe. And I was just like, we're still here. It I just it just happened is, again and we're still it's just so nuts and so nauseating that you was know? the most hard-hitting part of the documentary is that all these things that tupac was fighting for all these things that tupac was saying about police brutality about like how divided we are yada yada it's all the same like it's all the same crap yeah. that we're talking about today and i also got every time he talked about like women and the black community and you know what we have to do and the world and life it just always rung so true um it's just the persona i think gets in the way of some people hearing that some because i know a lot of people who worship tupac and they are not enlightened individuals they treat people really bad including uh their women and including their peers and including their children and they're like yeah 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 tupac and i'm like yeah but did you listen to him did you hear what he was saying did you really look at all the words i mean got one part of the documentary i really enjoyed was because i knew brenda got a baby i knew the song but this was one moment where they took their time explaining where the song came from and it, it really worked for me where brenda's got a baby was a one of his first singles he made and he made the song And it was literally about him reading a news article about an 11 year old girl who left her baby Mm. like in a dumpster and him talking about and that was the whole song. And that's like so artistic and important and artsy and like it's Tupac doing it. 
who is like the epitome of thug life, right? And it's like that 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 that, that moment really struck me and almost made me cry just because yeah. it's a powerful song and a powerful message and it's hard to listen to because it's so true and awful. It's so know? funny I'm, this is a broad generalization and I apologize. But it is funny, like growing up with this kind of music, right? Growing up for me, growing up the Bronx and like hearing this kind of music for you, hearing this kind of music, hearing music about like how hard it is, the struggle. You relate to it because you're in that environment currently. You're trying to get out. Yeah. Like it's just like so interesting to grow up around that constantly being like, yes, this is hard. Other people have it hard. Other people have it hard. I mean, there's that one song that's like, what would you do if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way to feed him, like stuff like that. It's like, yeah, what would you do? <laughs> and it makes you really think about the world and, and all the struggles and you see these struggles reflected in your own life too. And then you find out that most of America doesn't listen to this music or like hasn't even yeah. like heard of these songs. And it's so... I feel like I go through that all the time, especially like with Darren and, and other things like that, where I'm like, oh, do you know this song, this like song that I thought everyone listened to? And it's like, nope, they're listening to like Billy Joel the and Beatles. Bruce Springsteen and, and shit Joel. like that. Not to say that that music is, isn't about uh, its own sort of like struggle. Hip hop is a very, very different kind of art form. Yeah. Hip hop was created and came from struggle, right? Yeah. It was literally like, we don't have a voice. Jazz did the same. It was like, we don't have a voice, so we're going to make one. And there's something so powerful about that, too. But yeah. when you are elevated to outside of your own, like, sort of like little dome, right? And you are given a voice in the public, if like you are then tasked with having this responsibility of representing every, all of your race or all of your community or whatever that and it's yeah. it just kind of like like you see that burden sometimes in very this not film. fair yeah you see this yeah. burden that Tupac but, but had some people film. like tupac really step up to it like he was like i welcome it i'm ready for it i'm gonna do something about it but you and, can like, see all the those moments what happened he couldn't he couldn't grapple between mm -hmm. the the fame and the having nothing and the really it, what struck me was the documentary was not shy about this and i knew about this a little bit where it's like really it was going to Suge Knight and Death Row. Like, that's what, like, really, like, cemented some of these, like, thoughts and things mm -hmm. and about, like, how he was, like, thinking about some of these things. Yeah. Um, but that it was happening before that with his friend who got him messed up with the sexual assault charges, right? I forget his name. I don't think it's important to remember his name. Yeah. But he, like, saw a thug, a real mm -hmm. thug, a real gangster, and, like, was hanging out with him trying to like learn from him and that's what ended up costing him a year of his life right and yeah he went to jail you know but yeah it's like how do you how do you be hard and open and honest at the same time and i think you can't and he found that out firsthand him trying to grapple both of these things um but i did really appreciate when they asked the aunt was like yeah people said he was bipolar he wasn't bipolar it was just hard to figure out like anything. i did really like that yeah 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 it's yeah, because some people really would say stuff like that you're supposed to be one way and you're supposed to only be that one way and if you are any other way yeah. then people are going to say oh you're bipolar or you're like whatever it's just he had a lot of pressure put on him and he was both yeah. an artistic like 
intellectual guy and he had to be a chameleon. I feel like the documentary did a good job of saying this, but like he had to be yeah. a chameleon to fit into both worlds that he was trying to fit into. Yeah. And all of that has a huge caveat, right, Marcus? Mm -hmm. Because usually somebody does all this while they're trying to figure out who they are in their 20s. Yeah. He was 25 when he passed. I just saw something that said he'd be 49 now. That's crazy to think about. You know, I don't know if that's actually right because he was born in, in 71, 81, 91, 2001, 11, 21. No, he'd be like 52. He'd be 52. That's pretty young. But that's, yeah, what's that's that Robert Downey. That's younger than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's, um, that's, what? uh, Ryan Reynolds' age. So, I don't think that's right. That's, uh, how old is Ryan Reynolds? Some young celebrity. 40, 46. Um, 52 years old. Mark Wahlberg. Jeremy Renner, Matt Damon, Ewan McGregor, David Tennant, Taraji Henson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of those people are done by any means. Or like they're all at the top of their uh, respect respective yeah. fields. And he would be too. And that's crazy. That crazy. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Cruz. I don't know why he's on this list. He's not a celebrity. Yeah. Well, Marcus, do you think... um? I know, I know you're like coming into Tupac uh, kind of fresh and learning things, but do you think you got a little insight into what makes him tick? Yes, I'm ready. Good. Okay, let's roll the clip. We'll play the game. <laughs> now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. Marcus, I have 10 lyrics here. Maybe even a couple more if we go quick. I have some rap lyrics. Some are from Tupac and some are from not okay. Tupac. <laughs> and you have to guess whether or not it's Tupac or too fake. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was the best I had. Tupac or too fake? Tupac or too fake? I will say the lyric. Bonus points if you can say who it not is or if you can name the song. But this first one is and i just got these from the top 15 inspirational tupac lyrics and the top 29 beautiful lines and rap songs okay so here we are <clears throat> through every dark night there's a bright day after that so matter so no matter how hard it gets sorry so no matter how hard it get stick your chest out keep your head up and handle it through every dark day there's a bright night <laughs> 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 uh, yep that's what you have to do to get in uh, i feel like he had that like he was just talking <laughs> it wasn't bad it was good but it's funny sometimes he he plainly is not rapping yeah yeah <laughs> it's what he was saying i'm gonna say saying. no just because it didn't feel right saying it like cool that. it is tupac Shakur from in my heart in my heart okay is the name of this song that's from his early cheesy days <laughs> <laughs> also okay. old man rom that is a crazy fact that i also forget oh, Definitely I knew at some it? point uh, barbara walters mlk jr and Anne frank were all born in the same year man death is hard it's crazy death is crazy all right white people live a long time Here. man it's crazy i keep saying that to darren she's like what are you talking about i'm like it's just you gotta have That's, access yeah. to like things that keep you alive it just you live a long time it's crazy uh, you are so so correct okay you ready for the next one yeah no one knows my struggle. They only see the trouble. 
not knowing how hard it is to carry on when no one loves you. Oh, God. That's either early Tupac or somebody else, because that's kind of emo. And I feel like he was like a little emo boy (laughs) earlier in the days. I feel like I liked the part of the documentary when they were like talking about his old like diary. And it was just like, I'm sad. This girl doesn't like me. It's just like, oh, that's how all poetry starts. It's so great. You know, you know, what's really interesting. I didn't talk about in the documentary in the music. A lot of the times when he's rapping the lyrics, they actually and I recognize these songs. So I recognize that they stripped back all the percussion and all the other stuff. And it's just a very simple, simple beat and just him rapping. So you can listen to his words. He was saying mm. a lot of the time. I don't know if you knew that that was happening. No, I didn't. But like a lot of those songs weren't the way the songs actually were because they stripped it all back to like really Ooh. listen because it was a poignant moment. Yeah. That like encapsulated the, the theme. It was pretty cool. I like that. OK. All right. I'm going to say not Tupac. It is Tupac. Damn it. From his very famous song, Thug's Mansion. No one knows my struggle. They only see the trouble. Not knowing how hard it is to carry on when no one loves you. Picture me inside the misery of poverty. No matter life has ever witnessed struggles, I survive. You gotta do, do it deeper. Picture me inside the life of poverty. <laughs> I'd like to not try to do it a person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm already uh, out of my element. But that is Thug's Mansion. Great song. One of my favorite. Uh, the whole point of that song is him talking about how there should be a place that thugs go when they die because did we do stuff wrong? Yes, but this is how we had to live. So there yeah. should be a place in heaven for us where we can go and be a real G. You know, I feel like heaven. there's and a, it was there's a really interesting thing that he touched on that's like life has been so hard and it's like mm-hmm. and you and people complain like, oh, why aren't you living this way? Why aren't you seeking education? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And it's like sometimes to survive, to live through the pain of life you you seek out drugs you seek out the women you seek out whatever it is whatever vices you can get because that's just all you have to get through it you don't have and i think the documentary did a good job doing that sometimes there's like listen he went and like fucked a lot but like wouldn't you Mm -hmm. that life was hard and i was sitting there going like yeah 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 i really would yeah next one is hip-hop just a euphemism for a new religion the soul music of the slaves that the youth is missing. I feel like the other two I said were Tupac. And then I said, no, they weren't Tupac as my official answer. Like I was like, oh, that sounds like early Tupac. And then I was like, okay, it's not Tupac. This one, I'm just going to say it's not Tupac and just continue that <laughs> in hopes that I get it. That's super silly. Do you really think that? Yeah, it's not Tupac. Okay, it's not Tupac. Because yeah. Because you're trying to game the system, which will not work going forward. I Fair really enough. will be tricky. Okay. This is Kanye West's from Gorgeous. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Even though you're fed up, you got to keep your head up. That's Tupac. You sure? Yes. Yes, it's Tupac. Yeah. From the song, Keep Your Head Up. <laughs> have you heard that song before? You've no, heard I have that song not. before, right? Nope. Oh, Keep Your Head Up. No? I probably have, honestly. If you give me the chorus, I've heard it, probably. You're so silly. Keep your head up. (laughs) I don't... I I gotta hear the music. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see. Driven by my ambitions, desire higher positions, so I proceed to make G's eternally in my mission, is to be more than just a rap musician. That's Tupac. The last two are both Tupac? Yeah. Damn it, you're right. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> that's from unconditional love tupac's raps are just like 
aspirational. He's just like, I want better. I want life to be good. (laughs) A lot of the good ones. I mean, some of them he's really like, I fucked your bitch. And yes, that's later, Tupac. It's some it's some early too. It's yeah. it's all in there, you know. He but, has a whole yes, rap that's like we of, need to respect women. Like women deserve better. <laughs> dude, I don't even know what to say about that part of the documentary. It was like nauseating about like I don't know what's true. I obviously I'm on Tupac's side. He's one of my favorites, but like having someone who spews that kind of stuff so much and then to have what happened to him happen to him. Yeah. And to have him come out of the situation sad and upset he didn't protect the yeah woman, you know it's just like so heartbreaking yeah anyway. especially since his lives early days he was like we need to do better we need to be better and then he wasn't better yeah or he was around yeah. bad people that kind of but then he blamed himself i could have done yeah. better i should have done yeah. more you know i should have made sure everything was good mm-hmm. let's see uh okay tomorrow i wake with second wind and strong because of pride I know I fought with all my heart to keep the dream alive. That sounded like Shakespeare. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that sounds aspirational, but I don't think he was like, I don't, I don't know if he was self-aware enough to know that he did a good job. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. had that confidence. So that's, that's yeah. where I'm kind of stuck. Cause if he's like, I know that I did, I fought well, like that's good. And I, I that makes me happy if it is Tupac, but I don't know if he would pat himself on the back. Just all I know about him is from this documentary. So I'm going to say it is not Tupac. Uh, it is Tupac from uh, his song and tomorrow. Was is that the two? one where they're all wearing white suits? Maybe there's a couple where he wears. white suits. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one. Long live the rose that grew from concrete when no one else even cared. <laughs> You're so that's ja rule no that's uh, really your guess no oh, okay uh as, you know i want to say it's be. tupac because he mentions a rose <laughs> and all of, all the ones that have been softer have been tupac let's say tupac why not that is tupac yeah. from the rose that grew from concrete there's actually a collection of his poetry that's named after this a lyric the rose that grew from concrete oh that's nice i think i bought it for joseph once as a gift it's good it is it's very good okay next one you gotta make a change you You see the old way wasn't working so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive not tupac uh it is from tupac from his very famous song changes i see some changes wake up in the morning and i ask myself is life worth living should i blast myself i'm tired being poor yeah yeah damn it very famous here's the next one Here's a message to the newborns waiting to breathe. If you believe, then you can achieve. Just look at me. That's Tupac. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's Tupac. Yeah. It's from Tupac's song, Smile. He's just uh, very aspirational. Uh, Okay. If you believe, you can achieve. That's exactly how he would have said it, too. (laughs) Here's the next one. Don't settle for less. Even a genius ask his questions be grateful for blessings don't ever change keep your essence uh that's not tupac that is tupac from the song me against the world which was one of his albums okay 
Me okay. against the world. All right, two left. You ready? Mm-hmm. Never surrender. It's all about the faith you got. Don't ever stop. Just push it till you hit the top. And if you drop, at least you know you gave your all to be true to you. That's not Tupac. It is Tupac. No, my song God. Strictly for my N period, I period, G period. You can fill in the rest. Last one. Nigerians? Don't play this game with me. 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 <laughs> Abort. I was doing an improv scene earlier, and the guy said, yeah, I thought you weren't you wouldn't want to date me because of all the cuts in my hands and she was like what and he's like no it's not what you think I, I cut them to make sure i can still feel things and then he realized what he did is like oh no not like in a bad way just like my my therapist said i like need to feel things so i have like cut of my hands and he was like trying to dig out and he couldn't dig out because of what he said it was it was very it was very funny that's weird uh, it was very unpc but i thought it was very funny i was dying by myself like just like covering my face trying not to laugh too hard that's hilarious i thought it was very funny Last one. My mama always used to tell me, if you can't find something to live for, you best find something to die for. That's Tupac. It is something to die for. <laughs> it's the name of the song. He really likes those numbers. I, if Tupac was still alive, he would have been in a movie with Jet Li. Was that movie? Kiss by Rose? It was with DMX? Yeah, yeah. he would have been that guy instead. 100%. He was in a lot of them. Um, he did a lot of movies. Last one for bonus. I make mistakes, but learn from everyone. And when it's said and done, I bet this brother be a better one. If I upset you, don't stress. Never forget that God isn't finished with me yet. That sounds like Tupac. And it is from one of his posthumous humus humorous from his already dead albums. <laughs> Ghetto Gospel. Very good song. Those who wish to follow me, hit them with a little ghetto gospel. Those bad bend my hand. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, it's very good. A lot of his music is very good. And the and the stuff that they released after he died, which the documentary told us was his mother fought and sued to make sure she like. I like that a lot because I thought uh, it was a record company being greedy and then finding out that it was like his mom and his family releasing the albums and getting the money that made me feel yeah good. oh yeah it made me feel good about where the money was going but yeah. it was also like they they did it to care mm-hmm. and to show and you know a lot of that stuff is like pretty inspirational in yeah. terms of like tupac's albums like ghetto gospel is like it hits hard mm-hmm. it's really hard remember the uh, tupac hologram stuff that was in the documentary for a second they talked about it did they they showed it it was right at the end. Maybe you just oh, missed okay. it. But like Dr. Dre, they were t- they sh- it was at Coachella and they brought it up and how like it was a big deal. And like his mom was there, I think. Oh, so it was okay. like, which made me feel a little better about it. Because I was yeah. like, oh, they're like honoring him in this way. It wasn't like in just, my uh, head. It's a very which tacky, I, what I thought tacky it was. thing. Yeah. In my head, it was so tacky. It was so, so, so tacky. Wow. Documentaries by Tupac is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Oh, the one that you probably want to watch that I have watched that was a big deal was Tupac Resurrection. Mm, Okay. That was a big one that came out when we were kids that had its own soundtrack with a whole bunch of new songs. That's cool. With lots of people we know. And one of the songs on there is a track where they put Biggie and Tupac together mm. called Runnin'. That's really good. I like that song a lot. 
And oh. now that I'm looking at it, Afani produced it all. So that's nice. good. I feel like we uh, are. And, 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 and Eminem helped uh, produce it too. I like that. I want to watch that one. Yeah. I, I too do. Much resurrection. Another critique of this documentary is sure. I feel like it was weird when they were talking about Tupac being shot the first time to be like. Oh, it was nominated for an Oscar. Sorry. Which one? documentary? So Tupac Resurrection. Oh, cool. It felt like he was like, he shot himself in the dick, right? Like we get all, we all know he shot himself in the dick. Like it was weird. And it was just felt so out of place. It was like, what are you, what are we doing? Why is this a, a comedic thing? He just got shot. It was a little funny. <laughs> it was just, it just felt so jarring. It took me out of it. It felt disrespectful. I understand. There was, there was a lot of little moments like that, that weren't quite I, like, there was a little too much Mike Tyson. There oh was yeah. Like, like I understood what they were doing for the narrative they were trying to do. It fit. It's just I didn't want that narrative. I just wanted to learn about Tupac in a fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I feel like if another like critique of the documentary, it felt like, oh, we got Mike Tyson. We have to use him, and it was like, yeah, why? He doesn't. What he's saying isn't like super relevant necessarily. Like it, no. it does make sense. All the for Snoop you, stuff. All but the it, Snoop stuff felt really good. Yeah, though. but it felt like, OK, you're forcing this because you got him there. Or maybe they were expecting to get more and they didn't get what they needed and they just want to use it anyway. Like, I don't know what. But I think he there. just I mean, he said some pretty crazy things, you know, so yeah. I think it was just like. But he went like on they, a fucking rant sure about to... how violence made him horny. And I was like, what the fuck? No, what no, it didn't about? make him horny. It made him hard. No, it made him horny. He didn't come. He didn't, no, no, he didn't he come. Get off. He He's, didn't. That's he, what he said. Remember? He didn't remember. get off. He didn't come. He didn't come. He didn't come. He was just hard. <laughs> violence doesn't make like, me come. It makes me hard. And he'd be like, the fact that we spent like five minutes on that and Mike Tyson clarifying five that. five minutes, but any, any amount of time was unnecessary. I was like, what is this? You know? Why are we doing this? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, they got Eminem, so you have Eminem in there a little bit. Like, I could have t- took and leave. I like Eminem, so I like yeah. hearing him talk about it. But, like, you know, that wasn't necessary for no. me to find out more about Tupac. He wasn't alive. He was, he was alive. He was a kid when this was happening. Yeah. You know? But when Eminem was like, we'd be the same age, I was like. That was crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's done so much. I actually really like the Snoop stuff, though. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. I've never been like the biggest Snoop Dogg fan because like, I don't know, his music is always feels like a little whatever to me. Like I, I haven't like really um, connected with it in a very serious way. But like he just is like an elder in the community. You know what I yeah. mean when I say that? Like he's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the guy you talk to about this stuff and he like just gets it. And he was like very and he was very like hum- it was it felt very humbling when he was like. I was a kid. I was just kind of following Tupac. I didn't mm-hmm. really know what to do. I, I should have reached out. I should have spoken up. I didn't know what to do. I kind of felt stuck too. And I was like, you know, that's Snoop Dogg does not have to say that shit. No, he does not. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg provided a he, lot of good stuff for the documentary. He did. And he put that. a lot of ego aside to talk about Tupac. And mm-hmm. you can see the love and like the regret and how he was talking about it. I really, I'd like that stuff. Yeah. And the family stuff, I really like the aunt. She was just a character. She was just really fun. I liked the aunt a lot. You yeah. know, every time she had something to say, she was like, I, listen, I love my sister, but like she could talk. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. It's very honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, I think the framing at the beginning ended up being a different framing by the end. Like mm-hmm. they started off with how he shot that undercover, not the undercover, the off duty cops, you know, in the butt. 
Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah. where are we going? I do feel like things fell apart in the like editing room when yeah. they're trying to piece well, all they're trying stuff to together. craft a story, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're trying to make these through lines to go back and forth between Fanny and Tupac in an interesting way. And every once in a while it worked. But most of the time I was like, I don't I don't know if her being a lawyer, though, there was that. Oh, I did like that one moment where I think it was when she was doing the closing remarks at her trial. And it was when Tupac either was going into jail or got out of jail or something. Mm -hmm. And they both had a speech that was in both of their words. They had recordings of them both speaking and they were similar. I really like that. That was a cool moment where it was like talking about parenting and, you know, where you come from is really important. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we get a lot of it. Not in this way, especially with historical figures. Wow. I guess Tupac's a historical figure. He's definitely dead so long. But you don't get it a lot with this kind of stuff. Like, I've seen lots of documentaries about famous people, but I don't get a documentary about how their parents shaped them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that was really interesting. That was really cool. Yeah. Well, Nick, are you ready? Do you have anything else to add? I'm sure if we sat here, I can think of stuff. But I think just my biggest takeaway from the documentary, the thing that I liked about it was how we really got to go chronologically from seeing Tupac as a 17-year-old kid in high school drama class talking about the problems of the world and what he was going to do and literally seeing him be a roadie and get his first shot with Digital Underground and make his first song and make his first viral song and then not be able to go to the MTV Music Awards because he was in jail and like all those little things that built up on the anger. You know, it really painted him in a light that I've never really thought about because Tupac is so iconic that you forget that I don't want to use victim that he he was a he was, you know, so affected by the times with Rodney King mm-hmm. and with the police brutality happening. And, you know, it was so it's so it's such a crucial voice that I think I think we need to learn more about. We need to look more at like what he said and how he said it. But. I think that's happening. Lexi literally just told me that as I was talking to her about this documentary, she knew some of this stuff and she was like, isn't that common knowledge? And no, she said, she said, why do I feel like that's common knowledge? And she said, oh, it's not. We had someone come in and teach the kids about this stuff and watch. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, that's really cool and really important. That's awesome. And like kids, there's I, I know some kids I've taught that just they need to see and hear this stuff, you know, to know that it's it will be okay and it can get better and we have to do it together. And that being said, a lot of people who will never experience his music or his words really need to see them. I really wish there was a way to get them those words and these things to those people. And it's a shame that we never got it because I think he would have, I think he would have spoke politically. I think he would have spoke on all the talk shows. I think he would have really been a voice for the voiceless Mm -hmm. in these really trying times. Yeah, no, I agree. Nick. Marcus, anything else about Dear Mama? I got nothing else. All right, go for it. Did you like the documentary? I thought the packaging was not ideal, but I learned a couple of new things, so I really enjoyed watching it. What about you? Did you like it? I think that while I am critical of sort of like the direction of the documentary series, I feel like it is worth watching. It's just not the definitive like Tupac documentary. 
Oh, long time no see. Welcome right at the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <Wings>. <laughs> Here, right in time to hear what we thought about this documentary. Marcus, would you recommend this documentary to anyone? I would recommend the documentary. I think I think if you are a big Tupac fan, but you and you know a lot about Tupac, then this is a great documentary to add more to to what you already know. But this isn't like a good, oh, I, I want to learn about Tupac kind of documentary. I agree. I mean, from my recollection, I haven't watched it for 10, 15, maybe 20 years. I probably watched it when it came out in 2003. Um, Tupac Resurrection was a good one. Okay. People want. Honestly, and I, agree with I do want to watch that now. You should tell me if it holds up. I'll watch it again if it does. I, I know at least the music. At least listen to the album, the soundtrack. Like I used to, that was one of the soundtracks on my rotation, that soundtrack, because it has some great songs. Cool. Some people we know guest on some of the songs like Eminem and 50 Cent and things like that. Marcus, will you can watch more? I will watch more. Yeah, I'll watch that documentary you recommended. What about you? Hell yeah. I will wait until you tell me it holds up and then I will watch <laughs> that documentary. But I will probably algorithm wise, YouTube probably knows now. I probably will go watch a video essay or two. In some of the to go more in depth in some of these moments like i really want to like know more about his time at death row i really want to mm. know more about him making that first album i really want to hear more about his experience on his first movie or a second movie you know yeah those yeah. are like really interesting right mm -hmm. like the fact that tim roth came and like spoke for a minute about working with him on that movie it just seemed like i want to hear more yeah. i want to see more you know yeah definitely. um and i think it's just that want because he's gone and we won't ever get more and it's sad so yeah like chasing moby dick <laughs> is the best thing to compare it to well marcus that was the podcast thank you to patreon for sponsoring this episode go join the patreon if you want to give your suggestions and what we should do next and then every month everyone votes and you guys get to decide you guys get to be our best friend once a month it's very mm -hmm. exciting you do that over at patreon.com slash now try this cast next week we are doing spider-man across the spider verse uh so we will make sure to tune in tuesday 9 p.m eastern standard time on twitch.tv slash now try this cast you of course can watch the vod's there later or on youtube or wherever you can get your podcast make sure to leave a like comment subscribe reviews all that stuff really helps but the thing that helps really truly the most so we know that you are here you are listening and you want to be a part of this community go to patreon join let your voice be heard. We have nice dialogues with everyone in there. We have a Discord. We will definitely invite you to once you join up, mm -hmm. and we'd love to see you there. Yep, you said it beautifully, Nick. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Remember to go out there and try some things. Good night. Good night. Oh, I also play tested my second game. Oh, cool. The, the one, one, the drawing one. Yeah. And it went, it was fun. We were laughing and having a good time.